welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 15 of Kill la Kill. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. Last we left off, uh, Ryuko and Mako are in Osaka, and Ryuko has already reclaimed all but one piece of Senkets from the Raid Trip forces. So while that's going on, Osaka is essentially little more than a burning wreck because the fighting was so intense. Meanwhile, Mikisugi, now sort of going public, he's sort of reuniting with other nudist beach forces, and I guess they're preparing to intervene in Osaka as well. So additionally, Satsuki is now intervening directly against Takarada. So Takarada and Satsuki are sort of bantering back and forth. It appears that the Takarada Syndicate and the Kiryuan Conglomerate are direct competitors. Now, to no one's surprise, Satsuki looks down on Takarada pretty severely because of his wanton use of money as a motivator. Especially because Satsuki's all about willpower. So there's a nice contrast here. Takarada's goons are motivated because he pays them, and the promise of money motivates them, whereas Satsuki inspires discipline through, I guess, in one part, fear, but also out of admiration for the strength of her character. And I guess Satsuki's sort of taking a moment to display the superiority of her methods by scaring off all of Takarada's forces, essentially proving that fear is more powerful than money. So despite all of his forces deserting, Takarada appears to have one last trick up his sleeve. A giant crab-like mech suit. So despite this big crab-like robot, 
Satsuki and Sanagiyama are not particularly impressed by it, even though it was ostensibly designed to combat Goku uniforms. So the athletic clubs at Sanagayama's orders are opening fire on Takarada, but they're really proving ineffective here. So thanks to the ordinance of his mech, Takarada appears to have the upper hand. Unfortunately, Gamaguri and Jakuzure have now arrived, and judging by how they look now, they both have their new Goku uniforms. So not only have reinforcements arrived, but the reinforcements are significantly stronger than they were when they were conquering their own cities. So at this Blade Regalia Mark III, Sanagayama is engaging Takarada one-on-one. Takarada's mech seems to be a fairly even match for Sanagayama. Although it's not clear that he's fighting seriously at this point. Knowing Sanagayama, he seems more apt to try and test out his suit first before really going all out. Ultimately, Takarada was not able to contend with Sanagayama's Blade Regalia Mark III. 
Despite being defeated, Takarada declares that things aren't over. Osaka will rise again. But now, Satsuki's saying that these three schools wasn't her target necessarily. She's after the people that gave Takarada the anti-Goku uniform weapons. So, she has plans within plans within plans. But before Satsuki can really get an answer out of Takarada... Ryuko shows up. So while Sanagiyama prepares to interrogate Takarada, Ryuko and Satsuki are going to fight one-on-one. And Satsuki makes it very clear that the council chairs are not to interfere at all. Notably, Satsuki has not activated her Kamui. She... Oh, I take that back. She's doing it now. I was going to say it was a curious display of honor that she would not transform to fight Ryuko when Ryuko's not capable of doing so, but it seems like she was only doing that for the first few strikes and parries. So now things are serious for real. Satsuki's using the power of her Kamui. So, despite being severely outmatched, Ryuko's sort of holding her own, albeit barely. So while the Elite Four is not interfering, Tsumugu and the Nudist Beach forces are. So I think we now have an answer for where Takarada got his weapons from. So, to Ryuko's surprise, uh, Nudist Beach is actually a 
somewhat legitimate organization. She had previously thought it was just a joke. But, because Mikisugi brought the nudist beach forces with him, he's unwittingly played into Satsuki's hands. Satsuki was sort of hoping for a shore of, of force on nudist beach's part. So now all the council chairs are transforming. Showing off all their new Goku uniforms. And they've all taken on significantly different forms than previously. So I guess the idea is they'll take care of the nudist beach forces while Ryuko continues to fight Satsuki. So, Senkets and Ryuko are at an impasse. Ryuko needs Senkets' power to fight Sasuke on even terms, but without that left-handed glove, they can't complete the circuit, so to speak. Ryuko's offering up, like, her actual skin to be used to complete the circuit, and Senkets is reluctant, but because it's the only way... So Ryuko transforms, but because Senkets isn't quite complete, you know, that sort of gives them a time limit here. So it it's becoming clear that this maneuver on Ryuko's part could be life-threatening. But, fortunately for Ryuko, she does manage to swipe back the glove and complete the circuit. So because of that, she can now fight without regard. So unlike in previous episodes, 
Ryuko is standing up to Satsuki much better than before. And she's not giving in to Satsuki's goading either. So Ryuko is sort of putting into practice some of those alternate transformations from fighting the council chairs. So interestingly, Satsuki's not following suit. She's relying on Jakuzure to fly. Whereas Ryuko's using her own Kamui. So I'm wondering if that's sort of foreshadowing in its own right. That Ryuko is able to achieve more with her Kamui than Satsuki is. If that's indicative of greater mastery on Ryuko's part or what the deal is there. But... Oh, that's interesting. So I'm sure if she tried, Satsuki could transform Junkets similarly. So things are approaching the conclusion of the fight. Ryuko's been pretty battered and the other members of the Elite Four are preventing others from joining the fight in Ryuko's aid. So really only Senkets' intervention prevented Ryuko from splattering on the ground. So, the situation is sort of bleak for Ryuko. Satsuki has her sword, Ryuko's missing her scissor blade, and anyone in a position to get the scissor blade over to Ryuko is being detained by one of the council chairs. Of course, Ryuko is using Senkets to create a makeshift blade. It's not as good as using her scissor blade, but it's good enough for now, considering the bind she's in. So ultimately, through a little bit of deception, Ryuko manages to take the uh, 
the high ground, so to speak. So, as Ryuko and Satsuki are in a stalemate, Ryuko sort of shows her growth as a character here. Because her previous thing was all about beating Satsuki, finding her dad's killer, and ultimately those became the same goal. But she's willing to let Satsuki go to protect her friends. So it seems like Ryuko has made a rather foolish decision in trusting Satsuki. So interestingly, during that whole stalemate, Jakuzure did not intervene, and now we're knowing why. It's because she was destroying the nudist beach base after having rooted it out. So once again, plans within plans... Satsuki managed to achieve something that wasn't readily apparent from the outset. So Ryuko managed to fight Satsuki to a draw, but it can hardly even be called a draw considering Nudist Beach was nearly annihilated. I guess you could call it a Pyrrhic draw.
All right, well, that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.